and welcome back to the Fint Nation UK podcast. We are here for a review of our week three clash against the Denver Broncos, which, if you aren't aware, we won by 70, that's right, 70 points to 20. I mean, unbelievable result. It breaks a record for the most total yards in any game for any team, and we were two points away from having the most points scored by a single team in any NFL game in history. So to review the game with me, I've got a first-time guest on the podcast. With me today is Matt Ablett. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good, thanks, Andy. I'm I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit exhausted, but happy um, and overwhelmed. But yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I don't think anyone did. I mean, as information we did, we do a weekly or Wayne does a weekly um, competition where you have to guess the score and as a, as a tiebreaker point, it's how many yards two against passing wise and. I can't imagine anyone had 70-20 on their um, on their predictions. And you know, the yards wise might be right, but I can't see anyone getting that. That is just yeah. That game of me, I'm I'm a relatively young fan. I've been a fan probably the last 10 or 12 years. Um, I've never seen anything like that. And I know there's fans who are in the 80s era and the 70s era. I don't think even then they saw a game like that in terms of the points we scored. Just absolutely phenomenal. I mean just looking at the stats in particular, I mean, it was um, you know, unbelievable. I mean, total yards yeah. 726 total, um, passing wide 376 yards, uh, rushing wide 350 yards. I mean, it was a unbelievable day for all our players involved. I mean, Tuerts himself, uh, he finished a game. I'll just set this. My page is frozen. Uh, he finished the game with 309 yards from four and four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Took until the third quarter to make an incomplete pass. Um, Devon A. Kane had 203 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Raheem Mostert had three touchdowns, 82 yards on the ground. Chris Brooks came in with 66, mainly in the final quarter. Tyra Kill had 157 yards, one touchdown. Robbie Chosen had a touchdown. Raheem Mostert had a touchdown receiving as well. And then defensive-wise, I mean, there was, um, you know, John Holland had two, you know, forced fumbles in this game. Uh, Ogba had an interception. Just what a unbelievable performance from the Dolphins. And now we go 3-0. Just unbelievable. Yeah, it's going to take some time to digest all those all those stats. Um, and, you know, towards, that, you know, the end of the fourth quarter, suddenly there was all those records of most rushing yards ever. Uh, most uh, most yards overall uh, ever and the, and the largest ever score. Um, obviously, we surpassed the the own fran- franchise record, which was fifty five, I think. Um, from that was seven from seventy three. So yeah, suddenly there was a lot of records to d- digest there. Um, uh, in terms of the the you know, seven hundred and twenty yards, was it pretty much evenly balanced between between in the air and on the ground, wasn't it? Yeah, um, so I'm looking at stats now. It's yeah, three hundred. Where has it gone? Three hundred and seventy-six in the in the receiving game and three hundred and fifty in the rushing. So really, you know, yeah. this this you know we mentioned mentioned years gone by in previous you know, chats I've had with Dolphins fans that you know last season, well, last few years really, we've really been starved of a run game, and you know there's been years where neither passing game or rushing game has been good. Look at the 2019 season in particular, and then. Last season we proved an offense, but it's still running back was an issue. But you know this game just, and even the last game you could say as well, just really showed just how good a running back room actually is. Yeah, and I think you know if you you know this is only week three. I think if you look at the Chargers game on the on the opening weekend, that was all you know two or two his big weapons downfield. Um, I don't think we did much on the ground there. Um, we obviously had to shake that up for the uh, the Patriots last week, um, and we saw Mosa 
Um, we saw A-Chain once or twice, I think. Um, but yeah, this um, this game, I think we saw there is a run game there, um, which is it's going to terrify defences. Um, uh, A-Chain, I mean, we always knew, <laughs> I always knew he was a speeder. I'd seen his stats, but this is the first time I'd really seen him in action. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm slightly worried. He's, well, what is he, five for eight? Um, so, you know, I was worried about his, his size and those, those big linebackers kind of charging down, charging down the field to him, but he, he looks pretty robust, doesn't he? Um, and so fast. And, you know, I think he did, he, he broke so many tackles as well. Um, so yeah, he's, he's going to be a star, those two together. Um, you know, Ahmed was out with Cedric Wilson still to come back. I think that's a, that's a running game there with depth. Um, yeah, really good. Um, and of, and of course, it makes two or more dangerous because it's not just a case of, um, you know, covering uh, uh, Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. Now you've got a run game to worry about. Um, I mean, I know I know I'm on a high because we've just put up seventy points, but I think who who's going to stop this team? Who's going to stop that offense? I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, there's always the argument that maybe you know that could be peaking too soon, and I think there's always an argument. You don't really win three bowls in week three, but I think we've shown everyone. I think this game for me has shown everyone that we've put ourselves on the map. I mean, there was a lot of talk of it in the first two weeks. People saying Dolphins are the currently best team in the AFC, but people always talk about the Chiefs still and all that. And there's still that doubt. But and I think the defense, particularly that the first two weeks were a question mark. But I think what mm. we saw in this game today was just all round, just how good we were. I mean, Tua was exceptional. Tyree Kill. Just the speed on him was just sensational to watch. And you look at the run game, we finally got that sorted. Didn't even give up a sack. And then Terran Armstead came back. We could tell already what difference he makes in the offensive line. And then the defense showed up for the first time this year. It, it was just a complete performance. And I think, for me, this is the game that I think the whole NFL world is now aware of mm. Dolphins. And they're now, I think they now see us as Super Bowl contenders. I really do think this game has put us on the AFD contenders map. Yeah, and I believe we're number one in the AFC right now. Mm. I believe the yeah. Ravens have just lost. So uh, yeah, I mean you're right. Let's not get overexcited. You know, no, no one, no one wins Super Bowls in in September. Um, I think, uh, but yeah, I think we've been, <clears throat> you know, we've been. Uh, I mean, before the season, the whole debate was if we keep tour upright, we've got a good chance of going deep in the playoffs. And I think, you know, the very best way to keep to a healthy is to uh, not get him sacked <laughs> or pressured. And I think there was there was zero sacks in that game. There may have been one on, on White at the end, but none on Tua. I think if we just had one sack over the last three weeks, um, I think I, I think that offensive line, I think, you know, it's been the weakness for, for so many years, hasn't it? Um, and, you know, to run Armstead, is is you know it's always touch and go whether he's patched up at the beginning of every game he never practices as far as I can see, um, but you know we had Kendall Lamming for two weeks he looked looked good, um, so yeah the O line's been been really good if you if you if you go back to that you know that first uh, TD to to Tyreek Hill on the on the opening drive I mean he had so long in the pocket there um, it was it was really good to see, um, so so yeah you know game you know. Super Bowls are running in the trenches. So for all our fireworks in offense, I think we've got to give the uh, the offensive line some uh, some love. Um, yeah, with the well, was there any botch snaps? I was watching Connor Williams very closely. Um, 
because <laughs> I've been worried about the snaps. And there was a few that seemed to go quite high, but maybe I was just analysing it more than normal. Um, and I was slightly frightened when uh, Liam Eikenberg started to uh, <laughs> move, move to centre. Um, but you know that's nitpicking. I think I think that that O line is is looked looked really good against some pretty good defenses as well. Um, you know maybe you know I know Denver were a bit beaten up in the on the defense, but certainly last week they were good. So you know we keep everyone healthy, we keep everyone upright, and you know we, if we give up one sack every three games, then you know two is two is going to play all season. So uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's all positive, isn't it? Um, let's roll on to, is it Bills next week? I think it's Yeah, Bills. so it's 6pm UK time, and I can only assume it'll be a Sky game. I can't imagine with you know, the Bills, you know how much love they get from the UK and Sky. I can't imagine with that and what we've just witnessed and, you know, and obviously the being 3-0, and I just can't see that not being the game on Sky, so I think that's good in that sense. Yeah. We don't have to worry about, you know, having to go through the zone or having to go for like an illegal stream like myself today. You know, it's that, that should be the game on Sky. I mean, it's the same day as London. Um, so, I mean, those who are listening who are going to the London game, there'll be a, a mad, I imagine a mad rush to then get to get to the bar and watch that game because, you know, look at us being 3-0, even though they're, they've lost one game, the Bills are still the Bills. You've got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and that defence today was brilliant, albeit against uh, the a mediocre, I'd say, quarterback and somehow I think that's that's a Hollywood fixture right there. And I really do think that we we will give them a good game. And I know we're doing our preview later on in the week, but I do I do feel like this is our chance to finally beat them. Um, you know, we beat them last year in week three, and I think we can we can do it in Buffalo. Is that the team the performance we put in today? I really do think that because the offensive line, as you say, yeah, only one sack the last three games and two of those games wasn't even involving Armstead, and he's by far our best um lineman and you know this is a offensive line that hasn't really added bodies in the summer it's pretty much the same one as last year and last year's line struggled massively and that was a big part in why Tua um, did get all those concussions so I think that's been good as well I think that's gone under the radar everyone talks about Tyree Kill where he most at the defence but the fact we've only had to be sacked once in three games is a huge test because it's, we've played the Chargers, who have a great offense, and they have still good defense options. We played the Patriots, who, you know, a Bill Belichick side is always going to give you problems. And then the Broncos side, which, yeah, there's probably teething problems there. But I think to have those three games where a lot of people were saying one and two, potentially two and one, no one was saying, I don't think anyone was saying three and no at this point. To have just yeah. one sack in those games, I think it's a really important step because when you play the Chiefs, when you play the Bengals or the Bills, when it comes to playoff football, we're going to need mm-hmm. that offense line to be at its best. And I think we've shown... These, these first three games that, yes, we can compete with in the trenches with defensive lines. I think that's a really big step towards um, potentially finally um, defeating our playoff win drought. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, a lot of people have put it down to uh, Tua being able to do his reads and and, and release quickly. Um, and that was, certainly, that was certainly the case. Uh, the first two games, but today he seemed to spend a lot of time sat there in the pocket, going through his reads, taking his time. Uh, there, were, you know, a couple of occasions where I, I, I can't think of many occasions where where the pocket collapsed and he had to um, think on his feet. So, um, yeah, I think that was. Uh, I think the the O line's been the it been the big plus for me and the big surprise because it's the thing that's let let us down for so long, isn't it? Um, uh, so, so yeah, great and great to see Armstead back and. Um, yeah, he never puts a foot wrong, even though he's uh, never seems to be a hundred percent, does he? He's, he's never, as I say, never far away from 
so uh, being carted up or, or not starting. But uh, yeah, that that was excellent. Obviously, the, what I love particularly in this game was the, the play calling from McDaniel. I mean, the variety of plays we were putting out there. I mean, I particularly I go back to the first touchdown. I love the fact that, that the skies we had with Robbie Anderson. I think it was Robbie Anderson there, where you know the play action was there and. You saw the defense, quite a few times in this game the, the motion snaps from the defensive line. They were moving around and going opposite way around. And I think we saw that with the first touchdown where, you know, we disguised Robbie Anderson. The defensive line moved to the left. Robbie Anderson moved to the left. And that left Tyreek Hill wide open. So I've been really pleased with, you know, I loved Flores, but at times on offense, it was very predictable plays. So I'm really, I've loved seeing this year the the improvement from McDaniel. He's been smarter with the position. He's not gone for pass, pass, pass. He has... Finally, I think last year was as big as Achilles' heel. He's overcome that. He's finally using the run game a lot more than he was last year, and I just, I just love just how, how 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 much variety there is in this passing game and the kind of play calls yeah. are playing. And you know, it's just the last first three weeks alone. It's just been every game we've played, particularly the first week and and today. It's just been a fantastic, fantastic play call from McDaniel, and you know, and it's it's just been all round really, really encouraging to see. Yeah, and bear in mind, of course, there was no Jaden Waddle today. I think uh, uh, Craycraft uh, was, uh, I, I think he was out from half time, was he? Um, so you saw Berrios go go um, into that kind of receiver two position. So you know he was. We, we were lacking a few options, and um, but yeah, you're right. They managed to mix it up in the that explosive run game. Um, you know, love those jet sweeps left and right, um, and. Uh, yeah, the play calling was really good. The the only play call I didn't like, which is I guess you know, in hindsight, was the uh, the third and inches and then the fourth and inches on our own thirty yard line. Um, that was a little bit embarrassing. Um, you know, I think we were were we were we thirteen fourteen points up at that stage. I mean, there was I, I don't know why we were going for fourth down um, on our own thirty yard line, but you know, and we went, for, but. Um, you know, he went for fourth down there in the red zone as well, didn't he? I don't know. You know, for, for all this talk of, um, you know, the end of the game there about respecting the opposition and um, sportsmanship and so on, he did seem determined just to put on as many points as possible. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, re- re- really good to see him, as you say. Um, yeah, really good play calling. Um, I thought the defence, I thought... Um, yeah, I mean, I think there was a couple, you know, Russell Wilson's, you know, a great quarterback. We know that. Um, I think the defense did generally okay. Um the first the the first Broncos touchdown I I didn't like. Um Xavier Howard seems to be um I know he seems to be getting a bit old, doesn't he? He seems to mm. be just losing a yard or two. He seemed to slip a bit and lost that coverage. Um, but you know this is uh, this is this is nitpicking. I think they were. I think they were really good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean it's it's a different defense, isn't it? I know he, 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 you know Vic Fangio doesn't 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 blitz as as much as as we've been used to in 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 recent years. Um, and I'm quite intrigued. Now, I haven't quite worked out what his strategy is, but you know I, I'm trying to figure out when it is he does blitz. Um, but it seems to be effective because you know offenses don't see it coming. Um, he likes to blitz on third down, doesn't he? Um, yeah, and we got some um, 
I think we only got once, I think there was only one sack late in the game, wasn't there? But there's certainly lots of pressures on Russell Wilson. Um, he did not have much time out there. So, uh, yeah, I thought the I thought the defence was good. Yeah, and I think there was plenty of people that when it came away from this game on the defensive, ball, defensive side of the ball um, really well. I think obviously I mentioned Javon Holland. There was two two false fumbles he calls, so they were, um punched the ball out of the players' hands. I think Kate Coe, who had a good game, he came up with some good moments. Uh, I think you're right about Zayvon Howard. I think I do think it's his last year because he regressed last year anyway. Uh, I don't think he's done enough for me this year to, to really want a new deal for next year. I think his next is so I can see him, or maybe he being a victim of the salary cap, uh, potentially you know being traded away. I think that or be even being released. Um, I think he could be a victim of that because I think next year we're quite. Uh, when we haven't got the best cap room next year, and I think with the likes of um, Waddle needing paying, Christian Wilkins needed paying, and there was one more, and I forget who it is now, but a lot of our be- sort of young core players are sort of approaching that time when they need a new deal. So I, I think I think he will, you know, ultimately I think he will be a victim of that, and I think we will probably trade him away or cut him. But I think overall defense, there were so many players, you know, uh, mentioned Manuel Ogba got interception, albeit yeah. you know quite quite an easy one to catch for him, but. Uh, I thought I I think he's a player that I think is extremely underrated for our defense. I think he had some good moments. Uh, I think all round it was just a fantastic performance. And I think yeah, you're right about the Vic Fangio thing. I'm not sure what strategy is yet. I mean, definitely less so. Nor as you say, I think there were times under Josh Boyer where we were guilty of that, where there was a lot of you know blitz where we didn't need it. Uh, there were a couple times this game where we could have blitz, uh, but in hindsight, doesn't really matter. Probably not. We only gave up 20 points. Um, but I'm intrigued what, what, how we can do against like sort of the Chiefs in Germany and the Eagles when you play them, and you know when you get yeah. to the playoffs or you know playing the Bengals or, or the Chiefs or Bills. And I think next week's a big test as well because you know as good as it was today, that Broncos offense is nowhere near as good as yeah. you know, a lot of the teams in the AFC, and I think that's a big test. If we can come to next week, and I don't think what we'll, obviously won't do the same thing again next week, but I think if we can have a similar performance on defense next week, I think that'll be. I think arguably, I, 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 I think I, I, it's actually better for the team. I think I get much more satisfaction by beating the Bills by three points next week than I do from this because Broncos, <laughs> they were 0-2 anyway. You know, they're a team that no one really was expecting to do well after Shafty's first two weeks. But the Bills are a team that we haven't won an AFC East title since 2008. So for us, it's really important we get this win. And I think that will satisfy you more because at the end of the day, as good as today was, they're not a team that's going to worry us later on in the year. So as good as it has yeah. been, we've got to take that into perspective. But at the same time, you know, if our, our, mm-hmm. can, our offense can put 70 points up against a bad offense, a bad defense, then we can surely put up 40 points against a good team on a good day. So, yeah, yeah. it was all around, you know, a really positive day. I mean, you mentioned then about the end. I mean, I personally would have gone for it myself. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think we should really care about affecting the Broncos. It's not like it's, you know... I mean, Mike Daniel. I believe he's a Broncos fan as a child. Was he? Is he a Denver native, McDaniel? Or was he part of uh, the Broncos? I, I, he's from uh, he's from Colorado, certainly. I, I think he was uh, he was a ball boy there, wasn't he? He, he was there as a kid. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting end, wasn't it? I mean, I I, I don't know what you know what information he has in his ear about where we are with things such as, you know, there, there may be an NFL record on the line here. Um, you would hope he would have got that message. Um, um, but, you know, I think Jason Sanders probably would have fluffed it. 
I'm sorry to say, which would have been a kind of kind of really bad punchline to the uh, to the whole game, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, because I don't trust Sanders at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, he you know he didn't have much to do today, but uh, yeah, I, I, there is a I'm a bit worried about him uh, last couple of uh, last couple of weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Next week's going to be a different test, and I think. Um, you know, it's it's about winning games in different ways, right? I think we had that. You know, that week one was pretty much a, pretty much a shootout, wasn't it? Um, you know, week two was very different. Um, you know, Belichick tried to you know stop what stop what we did the week earlier, and so we had to win that game a little more subtly. Um, this week was a blowout, great, but you know, as you say, next week's going to be different again. I think. Um, and you know, going up against uh, Joe Allen and the Bills, that's going to be. Um, did you say we've not won there for how long? It's, we have. We haven't. It's definitely been at least three or four seasons. I need to check this now. Um, yeah. yeah. Whilst I do check it, obviously, it's you know, I, I, I think even though you know he is from Colorado and all that, I just feel like that is a chance for himself to be an NFL record. I mean, if you're the head coach of a team who's well, Fursley has put up the most total yards of any team in NFL history. But if you have the chance to, um, you know, to be that head coach that has a team, has coached a team with the most points scored in a, in a game, I think that's, I think that's as important as, as the respect he's showing. And I, I think that if he was going to show true respect, why didn't he just call it quits a long, t- a longer time ago before that? I know he put in Mike White in the fourth quarter, but he was going for it right towards the end. So I don't know why the sudden change when you were literally right there and it was a chance literally to put this team in, in NFL history, I mean, we are already from the from the yards point of view, but I just think that that was a missed chance to really just yeah. establish himself as well as a team in NFL history. I wonder if uh, Vic had had a word in his ear because um, he would have gone for it. I mean, he was fired by them a year ago. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, won't care. <laughs> he may have had a word. Uh, yeah, another ex Bronco did well, which uh, I don't think you mentioned when you when we were talking about the defense was Bradley Chubb. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought he was uh, a couple of couple of explosive explosive plays on the um, on the blitz. Um, yeah, so he, he he was good, and you know even even um, you know even Tua's got some history with the Broncos as well, right? I mean, do you remember that game? Um, was it his second year when he was when he was benched for Fitzpatrick? Oh right, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was might be his rookie year, but even so, I remember that. I remember that game was. We had a really good run. I think we had good momentum going into that game, and that just that that was end up end up. I think we were one game shy of the playoffs that year, and I think that game. I remember that game was one of the hardest to take because we'd be on such a good run, like three or four wins in a row, and that just seemed to deflate That's the rest right. of the year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now actually, and our last win in Buffalo, uh, it was thirty four to thirty one in Christmas Eve, two thousand and sixteen. Wow. Um, yeah, so quite, quite a long yeah. time ago. It's, um, yeah, I think he's challenged set eight and two against us in his career. So he's seemed to have, not, not so much last year, but in his previous years, always seemed to have the better of us in, in these games. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. But, uh, well, you know, people are going to have to be taking the Dolphins seriously now. Um, I think, uh, you know, it, the two has never had the, had the respect uh, he deserves. Um, I think he, he should absolutely have that now. Um, I mean, he didn't throw an incompletion until um, 
midway through the third quarter, I think. I think he was, uh, was he 17 for 17 at halftime, I think? Yeah, and it was um, nine minutes and 38 in the third quarter when his first incompletion took place. I mean, it was just, I mean, obviously a lot of it was down to the running game. He hands off a lot, but I think when he had the ball, it was so, looks, it looked easy for him. It looked really easy for him, like the way he was just with ease. You mentioned before about the time he had to throw the ball. I mean, it was just, seemed seamless. And every third down we had, it was just, he felt confident in him that he was going to make the pass. And that's, that's a real step of progress in me is that when I'm watching him now, and like maybe the first two, maybe two and a half years, you're watching him with a bit of angst, a bit of like a bit of you know concern. But now you're watching him and it's just like, you know, this guy, I have I have so much confidence in him to make these throws. And it's just now it's such a different experience mm-hmm. watching the Dolphins than it was two years ago, where it's a lot more doubt. So it's it just yeah, the improvement he's made from that even from last year to this year, when he made a jump last year as well. It's just yeah. it's just brilliant to see. And I've you know, I've been a big two of doubts on my other podcasts. I've been a constant, particularly his first two years, and I've written articles about it saying, you know, we should move on. And when Deshaun Watson was, you know, talked to him before all the stuff came out, it was talk of him being traded. I was all for it. You know, and now looking at how he's playing, um, you know, the contrast and you know, the the sliding doors moment, if you like, if he had gone for that trade with Deshaun Watson and where Tua could have been, you know, he could have been at the Texans, the Browns, wherever. Like it, it yeah. really is interesting to see. You know, it, it, what people are now may be calling one of the worst trade deals in recent history. Um, it's just amazing what could happen. If I'm just intrigued to know what would happen if, you know, it's, it's a fascinating prospect as to what actually would happen to our team if we had given up all those first round picks like the Browns did to get to get Sean Watson. So, yeah, two for me, absolutely yeah. happy with him. And yeah, for me, I, I think he's, if there were any small doubters left in the world about Tua, I think he's completely rid of that. And I think now, really, I think he's been, he's so far as the MVP frontrunner, albeit three weeks in, he's an MVP frontrunner. And you could say right now, he's probably, he's definitely a top five quarterback. I mean, he's been playing better than, than Trevor Lawrence, yeah. better than Patrick Mahomes, you know, um, you know, Burrow's not really healthy at the moment. Josh Allen's had his, his inconsistencies, he's had a few inc- um, interceptions. So for me, Tua right now, probably say best quarterback in the league on, on current form. I think he, Mahomes has been if he's so far, but I think, you know, he's the kind of callback he will get good as the season gets on. I think there's no need to worry about him. But, you know, I think apart from that, I think he's definitely right now, you could say he's probably top three callback. Uh, and, uh, you know, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes. I think um, that little shovel pass, no look shovel pass, was uh, mm. was very Patrick Mahomes-esque. Yeah, there was two, there was two <laughs> wasn't there? There was two of them, which I thought was another example of McDaniel's... Um, Play, play calling and creativity when it comes to the offense. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. I've, I've never seen, I've never seen Tua do that before. Um, so yeah, and, and I think that's a, that's a sign of confidence, isn't it? Um, you know, you've got the you've got the offense cooking. Um, yeah, and I think uh, yeah, yeah, re- re- really good. And I, I need to look at his his stats today. I mean, I've, I've lost track of how many touchdowns there were. Um, uh, he didn't throw an interception. Um, he wasn't sacked. Um, I don't know what his final um, uh, final attempts and completions was, but I'm, I imagine it's pretty healthy as he didn't throw an incompletion for um, over half the game. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, it has taken a while. I think, you know, we we probably... 
you know, we wanted to we wanted Tua to be great straight out the gate, didn't we? We wanted, to, we wanted him to be great three seasons ago, but you know, this is the NFL. It's a big jump. It takes time. He's had the injuries. Um, um, yeah, I don't know how how much is they keep going on about and his training and um, all the stuff he's been you know been doing uh, in the off season, but it seems to be working. You know, if it works, who cares? So um, yeah, as I said, at the, at, you know, earlier, I just think it's it, it's still a case of keeping him upright. Um, I think you know Mike White looks a reasonable backup. I have not seen a huge amount of him. Um, you know, we do, but we, you know, we want to uh, fit going into the playoffs. We're already talking about the playoffs in September, so as I say, I'm overexcited. But uh, yeah, here we go. It's going to be good. Um, I'm, I'm going to, to be honest, I'm going to have to watch that game again because I, I kind of lost, <laughs> I really did lost, <laughs> lose track of, as to what was going on. Um, there was no defensive touchdowns also. There was a few, we got some good field positions from the from the two fumbles, I think. Then there was the interception. Um, uh, the intercept, I think it was a, uh, yeah, the, the battered down pass that, that, that was intercepted on the scrimmage line. So we've got good field position from turnovers. Um, but yeah, all, all those points were from the offense, I think, weren't they? I really wanted uh, Andrew Van Ginkle to take that one home that he, uh, when he recovered the the first fumble, um, I thought he was going to take take that take that home. Um, but I think he got us to the three or something. So um, I think the defense would have, you know, there was enough touchdowns to go around. It would have been nice for the defense to get to get one. So in terms of um the stats, it was 23 from 26, which is an 88% passing completion rate, uh, 309 yards, four touchdowns, and it was total touchdowns of 10. So, yeah, it's I think that's got to be some sort of record as well. I, mean, I don't know what the records are for that, but to have 10 touchdowns total in a game, I don't think I've ever seen that, you know, in my seven, eight, nine years following the NFL actually watching games, I don't think I've ever seen a team, even that Chiefs-Rams game, I don't think even then there was 10 touchdowns for a single team. So, yeah, I, I love to know what the record is for that. Yeah, um, I lost track of how many Moses had scored. Did he score three, uh, four? Three or four. <laughs> it's it's incredible. I mean, I had him on a couple of fancy teams, DraftKings lineups, and yeah, I, I think that, yeah, he, he had I think three touchdowns on the ground and one in the air. So, um, yeah, overall, four total touchdowns. Fantastic performance there. Yeah. And A-Chain was uh, two two rushing and uh, one uh, and the shovel pass, I think. Is that right? Okay, again. I think so, yeah. I know it's, um, yeah, I think he himself is just, I think Jeff Wilson's been looking at going, right, well, I'm not going to get a snap now. I'm, I'm not going to get a single involvement. When he comes back from injured reserve, I think he's not going to even, he can be maybe even fourth choice receiver, receiver, fourth choice running back, if not third choice. So, yeah, it's he's probably looking at going, right, that's my um, Dolphins future probably in the bin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, a question for you. I'm interested, you know, I, you know, I know we're, that the game's just finished and you're going to have to take some time to digest it. I mean, where do you think this game fits in? Uh, it, um, I mean, obviously, it's the, you know, the most points scored. It was almost the most points scored by anyone. Um, you know, at some point, we're going to have to start ranking where this game is going to sit. Um yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's we haven't. Yeah, it's a tough, toughy question, I admit. But you know, we've. It's not a. It's not a Super Bowl, is it? It's just a one-off. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's remarkable. I'd say it'd be nice if it was against the you know uh, divisional rival, um, obviously. But uh, 
but yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy it for a for a few days yet. Oh, I think everyone listening to the podcast will be, you know, doing it. And you know, Jez, Jez, uh, Jez Granger, who does the theme tune for this for this podcast, he's actually was at the game today along with uh, Simon Kirby and a few mm-hmm. other Dolphins fans from Fins Nation. And you know, I can't imagine what because he, he I think he was he came with me last year as well as those Dolphins fans to the Vikings game, and that was a game where we wow. really struggled. We lost, and you know, to go to that game, I I have to message him later on, but. That must have been just an incredible atmosphere to be at because that just that it looked it, on the TV it looked good, but I can't I can imagine at the stadium itself it must have been must have been fantastic. Uh, before we do go, um, quick question for you: We'd like to ask all our new guests. We normally hmm. ask this at the start of the podcast, but because of the nature of the game, we have to go straight into it. But for you, um, what made you a Dolphins fan? Ah, well, that's a good question. Um, so, uh, uh, so, so I'm how old am I? <laughs> Let's think about my age. So I'm uh, I'm 48. I'm 49 next month. So um, you know, like most UK NFL fans um, of that era, then you know I started watching NFL in in the mid 80s when they had it on Channel Four. Um, first season I remember is is 1985, which was the uh, the Bears Bears winning the Super Bowl that year. And it would have been easy to um, you know to adopt the Bears as my team, but I decided to adopt the only team that beat them that uh, season. If you remember, they were they were uh, fifteen and one. Um, you mo- uh, you're probably aware of the you know the famous Monday night game um, uh, yeah. when the Dolphins yeah. won. Now I don't, I didn't actually watch that game. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think I could have watched it, but. But, you know, I do remember reading about that and thinking, well, you know, so you could have had a perfect season, but you didn't. And you were beaten by the team who had had the perfect season. So that was good enough for me. And, and of course, you know, they were they were a great team at that stage with, uh, you know, the Marino and the, the Marx brothers and so on. So, um, I mean, if you had told me then, I they wouldn't have won anything for the next <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> uh, mind you, neither the Bears. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. I actually, I, I probably don't actually remember watching them that season. I just, you know, because it was only limited highlights you got of things. But I certainly remember reading about them that season, reading about reading about Marino, and so I quite like them. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, just watching old clips. I mean, just fantastic. I mean, it's it's obviously. Uh, overused narrative now, but it's, it's it is real shame that he never won a Super Bowl because you know yeah. by far the best never to do it. So yeah, I think there's a lot of Dolphins fans I've met. Most I think most fans I've met have been of sort of that certain age of the Channel Four era, and it's all mm-hmm. Marino. I think every Dolphins fan I've met over the age of forty became a fan because <laughs> Marino. I think that I can't think of a single fan that didn't yeah. because of Marino. Especially back then, where they only showed the best teams and the best players on Channel Four, they only had, I believe, like one or two games a week on on the highlights package. So they were showing Joe Montana, they were showing, you know, the Bears and the Dolphins, and, and I think so I think that's why these days, you know, the most followed teams in the UK are the Bears and the Niners and Dolphins because of that older generation yeah. that grew up watching those those great teams. So yeah, I think it's um yeah, I think it's certainly a good way to get it. Funny enough, though, did you see that stat they flashed up, which was the the most completions from the start? Yes. Um, and yeah. you know, you expect to see down the man in there, and it was uh, yeah, Tannehill top, and then Jay Cutler was number three. Mm. Was, <laughs> so uh, that, I mean, I don't recall what, which game that was, but you know, he only played a, a season, didn't he? Uh, yeah, not, not long. Um, but I, I love the fact that 
they put up the graphic and then literally, I think it was the next play, he, th- he threw an incompletion. <laughs> the real yeah. announcer's curse, that was. <laughs> yeah, well done, Tilly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's going he's gonna to break all records uh, uh, this season. Uh, and, and Tyreek's on track for his, was it? Was he going for 2,000 yards? Yeah, I think so, um, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's. Uh, uh, I don't think he got, what did he get to? I think he got, I don't think he got 200, did he? I think no, he I was... Think he was hundreds, I did get up earlier, I forgot what it was already. Um, I think he was something like 179 or something. Um, here we are, I'm going to start up now. Um, comes up. Yeah, so he got nine receptions, one touchdown, 157 yards. So, um, yeah, obviously adding the previous two weeks, particularly week one, I mean, he's got to be by far the best receiver so far in terms of yards in the in the league. I think, you know, I think him and two are probably are the two MVP favorites right now. Yeah, bring on Buffalo! Oh yeah, can't wait. Uh, but that's where we will end the podcast for today. Uh, before I build re- preview in a few days' time. So first of all, uh, thank you, Mark, for coming on, and pleasure having you on. Great stuff, thanks, Andy. No problem at all, and we'll um, see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.